didn't see you there. Would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me? I'll be your captain. I'm Steve Harrington. And I'm Colin. And I'm Whitney, and this is Scoops Ahoy, a Stranger Things podcast, where we go week by week, chapter by chapter, taking a look at every single episode of Stranger Things. We have now made it through all four seasons, and we are in the deep, dark void as we wait for season five, which just seems to be getting deeper and darker each week. (laughs) So I did not like that interview that Kayla McLaughlin gave this past week that hinted that you know, it would be a bittersweet ending. Right. I think he was no. just speculating though. I don't know if he, I don't know. I, as, as tight lipped as everybody has to be around them. I don't know. I'll, I'll make a note though. Cause I, I, I'll post a link to it. And they still say like, I, sometimes I feel like they just jerk us around to like, cause they know that we're so like, people are so invested. Oh, absolutely. Like I know Noah does for sure. Yeah. So anyways, this week we are doing, our top three favorite episodes from season one. Colin is going to hit us off with, wait, Colin's going to start us off with quick recaps of the first season. Right. And this is how we wrapped up season one in our season one uh, recap episode. So these should sound familiar, but we'll cue the music. So chapter one is the vanishing of Will Byers. The party plays D&D. Will vanishes. L goes to Benny's. Benny is killed and the party finds L. Chapter one. Chapter two, the weirdo on Maple Street. The party tries to figure out what to do with L. Jonathan goes to see Lonnie. L sees Will in the science fair picture. Nancy and Barb go to the pool party where Barb promptly disappears. Chapter three is Holly Jolly. Barb gets sucked into the pool right at the beginning. Will starts talking through the lights. Elle has the Coke can and cat flashbacks back when she was in the lab. Steve breaks Jonathan's camera in the school parking lot. Joyce draws the alphabet on the wall. And Will's body, so we think, is found at the quarry. I forgot about that episode. Yes. Chapter four, the body. Joyce goes to see Will's body in the morgue. Elle channels Will through the walkie-talkie. There's a school assembly and bullying Troy. Nancy sees the monster in Jonathan's photo and gets curious, and Hopper cuts open Will's body at the end. Chapter five is the flea and the acrobat. Hopper breaks into the lab. Will has his funeral. The kids ask Mr. Clark about the alternate dimensions. Hopper finds the bug in his trailer. The kids follow the train tracks to the junkyard. L has the Russian spy flashback. L force pushes Lucas and then disappears, and Nancy goes through the tree into the upside down, leaving Jonathan to yell, Nancy! Nancy. Nancy. And there's also a lot of like wet, like squelching. Squelching, yes. Chapter six is the monster. Jonathan pulls Nancy back through the gate and spends the night with her, but not that way. Joyce and Hopper visit Terry Ives. Nancy and Jonathan go supply shopping. Steve and Jonathan fight in the alley. Mike and Dustin uh, confront Troy and James at the quarry and Elle swoops in to save the day. Chapter seven is the bathtub. The kids try to escape the agents on their bikes. Elle flips the van. Everyone meets at Joyce's house to plan the sensory deprivation tank. They build it at the school. Elle sees dead Barb and then Will. Hopper and Joyce go back to the lab. The Demogorgon breaks into Castle Byers right at the end. And then chapter eight is the upside down, the finale for the season. Hopper and Joyce go into the upside down. Hopper has his Sarah flashbacks. Nancy and Jonathan set the Demogorgon trap. Steve shows up, they burn it. The kids are tracked down at the school by Brenner. Elle explodes all their brains and then blows up herself and the monster. Hopper and Joyce find Will and bring him back to life. 
And at Christmas, Will coughs up a slug. So they are season one in a nutshell. It was really hard to pick. Yeah, it was really hard. I mean, I've always said the bathtub. I knew, yeah, I knew what yours would be. And, but a lot of it too is just like the scenes from certain episodes that I'm like, oh, just that one scene makes it like almost my favorite, you know, like where you realize like we're, Popper cuts open the body and it's like so shocking because you know everybody thought will was dead right well i mean that's so i ranked my top three and my third one is holly jolly and it's strictly because of our you yep and yep and it's just that one scene i mean it's i mean there's a lot of other good stuff in the episode but that's when i think of holly jolly that's what i think of so that was my number three my number two is the upside down just because it's you know, it's just a great finale, a great way to wrap up the mm-hmm. season. I, I just loved it. And then my number one, obviously, is the bathtub. It's um, It's got the, you know, if anyone asks, I've left the country line. Lucas finally coming around and, and understanding Elle. Some great lines by Ted, including, you know, what happened to her hair when they show her the picture of Elle. <laughs> right. Show him the picture of Elle. Why is that your concern, Ted? And then when they're, when they're staring out the window and it's like, this is the government. They're on our side, which is hilarious. <laughs> And then the Fairmart scene with Tommy and Carol, which is really, really good. The whole bit with Dustin and Mr. Clark and keeping the curiosity door closed and how do you build a sensory deprivation tank? And then we get the really nasty <coughs> barb in the um uh in the in the void, the, the void. black world. And then the ending shot with, you know, Will in Castle Byers and then the, you know, the monster comes swooping in. And yeah. it was so funny. I had completely forgotten, but it ends and there's no music over the end credits. It's just kind of, kind of squelchy kind of, yep. you know, stuff. So those are my three. So Holly Jolly at number three, Upside Down number two, and The Bathtub at number one. Well, we had almost identical lists because I have Holly Jolly as number three and The Upside Down as number two. But my reason for Holly Jolly, it's funny because I do love the are you in run scene. But when I think of Holly Jolly, I think of Barb getting right eaten at the oh, right, right at the that's, yeah. yeah like that's the only thing i think of and i remember being horrified at her like trying to get back up on the in the pool the pool ladder yeah yes and i really it it ties into jaws so much and i'm terrified of jaws just in general of sharks right. sure. so that feeling of trying to get up out of something and something being below you is just so like yeah unsettling to me yeah so number three was holly dolly number two is the upside down just for a million reasons it's steve you know completing his arc it's you know will getting rescued it's the ego scene at the end it's just i love it and the moby song when it's cold i'd like to die you know and it, it makes me real mad because there's no song that has any right to make you feel that depressed <laughs> right? unless it's like, I don't know, like the Christmas shoes song, which is just awful. It's <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. It and it's so funny because I never really hear it on the radio anymore because we have our local, you know. Yeah, they play it here every Christmas now music, and then. And, and I never hear it anymore. But did you see Patton Oswalt's thing? No. About it? Oh, no. it's so funny. It's not really appropriate. So Littles, close your ears. But. I'll, I'll put a link up to it. Nobody will have any idea why I'm linking to this and <laughs> why we're on this episode, but it's so well, funny. and all, if they don't know what the Christmas shoes song right. is, it's a, yeah. it, it 
just don't even bother listening to it. You'll just oh, want to lay in bed the rest of the day. And it's it so out. ridiculous. Yeah. It's awful. And but my number one is actually the pilot, and it is the Vanishing of Will Byers because I knew there was something special the first yeah. time I watched it, and I well, loved that I didn't have any background going into it. Yeah, and I actually had it. That was my first. That was my original number three, and I was like by that much. And then mm-hmm. I realized that. By the time I got to Holly Jolly, that's when I, I kind of started getting into it because I kept watching the first two episodes over and over again and not really getting into it. Which, why would that This is, this is all well be... documented. We, we know all this. That's okay. We, we you know. Yeah. We know. But yeah, by the time I got to Holly Jolly, and I don't remember what it was, I, um, if there was a particular moment in it or something, or if it was in just the, the RUN, one? maybe. Yeah. That, or... in, yeah, in, in Holly Jolly. So maybe it was the RUN, and I'm like, okay, now I'm hooked or Well, that's just but... odd, because I, that, I feel like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Never mind. I take it back, because the first oh. one is really scary. I'm a little wussy, so so who knows? Yeah, so those are my number ones. Well, okay, so I went through and I looked up, you know, just on, like, Ranker and Looper and stuff to see how they ranked them. And most of them, um, they ranked all the episodes from all the seasons. So you can't really tell, you know, they didn't go mm-hmm. season by season. But... Um, as far as season one episodes go, the upside down, the last episode always, um, actually ranked on ranker and looper and stacker and as, um, IMDB, you know, people rankings, um, ranked number one. And then the bathtub was number two in most of them. And Holly Jolly was right up there and the body, um, was right up there too. So episode four, so, so yeah, so most, most people, you know professionals and the critics and those kind of people all said the upside down so there you go wow i feel like the finales ranked the highest on imdb in every season yeah i think so yeah. except for maybe season two no i still think it is. no season two i think yeah because that had the snowball and everything in it so yeah. yeah okay are you ready for emails let's do some emails all right i'll take the first one that gets read this week who knows who's <laughs> not getting read <laughs> Uh, it's from Eve and she says, hi, Colin and Whitney. Hope you're both doing okay. Normally I'd say top three is really hard, but I know exactly what's lined up for me from season one. So in a way it's better without further ado, my top three episodes from the season that we will never forget season one, the upside down. She loved it because it was emotional, dark, and she loved the ego cliffhanger. She said it had her sobbing for a week with hope. Number two was the weirdo on Maple street. She loved that the mystery really deepened and she said i still remember watching it for the first time being fascinated with brenner's role i must have had about a hundred thoughts in my head about who he was again such an iconic episode especially when you think of that D board getting flipped over which is the first hint to the upside down and her yep. number one is like colin the bathtub she said something strikes me about this one is a fan favorite for so many reasons but for me this number one this is number one for the van flip, the bike chase, the homemade sensory deprivation tank, and of course, the interruption of Scott Clark's date. Who knew that guy was such a romantic? Winning over by explaining the stunts from classic horror films? Hell, I need my own Mr. Clark. <laughs> Feel like Colin would have been besties with Scott. You could chat about oh, camera absolutely. angles yeah. all day with no one to interrupt you. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't but yeah, they're watching one. the thing on their date of all things. And he's sitting there explaining how it's like melted Which, bubble gum and stuff. So Yeah, it's. That's a really gross movie too. Yeah. But yeah, for me, the bathtub is always one of my most recently is always one of my most recently watched. It's always downloaded on my phone, ready for the school run. It is for me one of the best episodes in Stranger Things and always will be. Well, guys, I hope you had a great couple of weeks. And as always, thanks so much for this podcast. As usual, love from the UK, Eve. 
Thank you, Eve. Next one's from Harry. Hey, Colin and Whitney. My third favorite is chapter seven, the bathtub. So Harry's dead to me now, but that's <laughs> Guess Harry's not getting read next week. Nope. No. It has my favorite line from the whole show, which is, if anyone asks, I've left the country. It also shows all three storylines coming together, which was incredibly satisfying. Plus Joyce being a mom for 11, something she's never had before. Second favorite is chapter five, the flea and the acrobat, which was also, it was very close to my list. Mm -hmm. There's a moment early in the episode when Hopper is exploring the infested parts of Hawkins lab, while there's a voiceover of Dustin reading about the veil of shadows. When my wife saw that, she said, I would watch this show again. Ordinarily, she hates binge watching and rewatching things. So this was a big thumbs up and I was happy she was happy. Plus the episode ends with Nancy crawling into that snot hole in the tree for the love of her friends. So good. Oh, that's a great description. A it is snot a snot hole. Snot hole. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite episode is still my favorite episode in the whole show. Chapter four, the body. Really? The performances, yeah. The performances in this show are always great, but the episode, this episode really stands out. Jonathan standing on the street with tears streaming down his face while Joyce insists that her son is in the lights is heartbreaking. All yeah. the things Hopper does to psych himself up to cut into Will's fake body, it all felt very grounded and real because great actors were given the space to do their thing. That's it. Thanks for continuing the show. And if once a month is a schedule that works better for you guys during this long hiatus, that works for me too. I'm also looking forward to the character deep dive on the motel lady from season <laughs> from season two it'll probably happen here <laughs> we're gonna have to at some point yeah we're gonna have to do everybody in the show i mean yeah. we might even get to like tommy and carol at some point yeah. because <laughs> talk about carol's redemptive arc over but it's funny he says his wife doesn't like re-watching and binge watching stuff do you rewatch a lot of stuff no i mean other than obviously stranger things but no um like, i i very rarely like will watch a movie again just because i watch so many of them are you um, serious yeah, because um, there's always something new to watch. So I'm always yeah. Watching. I've read it's like a comfort thing, like yeah. it's like it's it's like anxiety inducing for me to watch a new show because yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. But if I'm watching something I've seen before, which right. is why I have like I turn on you know certain things in the Umbrella Academy like all the time. They're always right. in my continuum. Well, yeah, I always. I mean, I'll I'll always flip them on and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll rewatch. My friend Betsy was saying that she just she watches all the uh not all the the um. Where the crawdads sing all the time, just because it's just you know it's just kind of a God, that's thing. depressing. It is depressing, but it's, you know it's just kind of. <laughs> but that got me going because I like you know every once in a while I'll turn on like one of those fluffy you know Nicholas Sparks things like Safe Haven or something like that just to you know not even think about it or like a Hallmark movie or something just oh to have God. it on. Yeah, my comfort movies are all like horror movies. Yeah, those are like, very comforting to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I can pop in a horror movie if I can't sleep. I'll get up at like two a.m. and <laughs> pop in a horror movie at like. You know, sure. downstairs or back to the future i'll do back to the future i do back to the future on. a lot i do indiana Jones especially the third one i really like the third back to the future oh i usually do number one but yeah um, all right think, oh war games is always on i've watched war games like a dozen times in the past you know month. i've never sat through that whole movie like oh, i've never so watched good. it from start yeah. to finish yeah it's it's always on for some reason and it's always like saturday afternoon and i'm just sitting there and i'm like okay let's <laughs> like i can't turn it off watch some more war games yeah so <laughs> All right. Uh, our next email is from Harriet. She says, hi, Colin and Whitney. I'm glad my email got read. It was really, really hard to pick my favorite episodes of season one. My second favorite season, but for the, what's her top, what's her first favorite season? I think it's, it's be... two. No. Maybe four. I was going to say Harriet, three. Harriet, <laughs> remind me. <laughs> yeah. Remind us what your favorite season was. I was, yeah. I would have guessed three, but I'm not sure. But for the top three, I would say one, five, and seven, which are... The pilot, the vanishing of the, the pilot, 
Yeah, and five, five is the flea and the acrobat. And acrobat, and, and number seven, seven is the bathtub. The bathtub. Yep. Uh, so the vanishing of Will Byers, she says, because number one, five, because I, wait, what? Here number one, because it's number one. Number, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Number one, because it's number one. You know, it's like the first show of that season, of the series. Of the series. Five, because I really like the story. And also Mr. Clark explaining everything is the best. I want him as my science teacher. I think everybody wants we, to Yeah, Clark. I would kill to have him as my science yeah. teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And seven, because of the most epic van flip. That's all I got. Love, Harriet. Yeah. The van flip is good. It's very... What's that shot like? What does it remind you of? I, I don't know. It, it just still trips because I watched it again and it still trips me out that Brenner is more concerned about watching kids bike away down the hill than the two then people all that are obviously dead, dead in this van. Yeah. He did not care. He okay. was just like, mm, yeah. Casualties. No, is it supposed to remind me of something or? No, but I feel like it should. Yeah, I feel like it should, but it doesn't. Like, I'm like, is there. You're not quizzing me. You're asking me. No, no, okay. no. I don't know. I can't think. Yeah. It All right. We'll move on to Skipper Melody. Okay. Hey, Colin and Whitney. Okay. Here are my top episodes. Number three is episode six, The Monster, the starting sequence with Jonathan and Nancy in the woods. Nancy is one of the main <laughs> reasons I will ship Nancy forever. Jonathan is so respectful of her, and I respect that. I think she's talking more about when they go back to her house, but still. Yeah. Nancy. Them buying monster hunting supplies and then telling the shopkeeper that and him just shrugging it off is hilarious. The quarry scene where Eleven saves the boys, enough said. Eleven getting her egos, enough said, again. And Joyce and Hopper teaming up to go find Terry Ives sets up even more questions about Eleven's history that really gave the Duffer brothers a window for further explanations later on. Number two is the Upside Down, Steve Redemption, Steve Bat Twirl, oh, all caps. Bat Twirl. Yeah, bat Flip. Bat flip. <laughs> Um, the Malevin kiss and asking her to the snowball, which was adorable. Mm -hmm. The first look at all of our characters going into different teams to take care of one specific aspect of the big problem. And then when it's cold, I'd like to die by Moby when they get Will, but seem to have lost 11. And then the end sequence during Christmas, when they played a version of Carol of the Bells, which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's also one of my favorite Christmas songs. And it made me love the show even more. And the fact that Hopper left Egos for 11 made me so curious as to how he knew she was out there. And then we finally, still don't know the no. answer to that. Right. Like we still don't know if he made a deal. I, there's a million questions I have about that. Absolutely. And then finally, uh, Hopper's backstory with Sarah informs his actions through the entire season and his knowledge of how to help Joyce. And then Skipper says her favorite episode is Holly Jolly. The entire episode speaks to me on a musical level, first and foremost, with the introduction of One Blink for Yes by Kyle Dixon. Right in the background. This is it. And Michael Stein, um, Kyle Dixon, Michael Stein, and then also Peter Gabriel's Heroes during the end sequence. I can sink into this episode of Stranger Things and feel completely immersed. And oh yes, One Blink for Yes possibly was and still is my favorite original track made for Stranger Things. Really? Kids yeah. is mine. Yeah, I love kids. <laughs> the Christmas lights, Skipper says, made me feel um, a strange comfort the first time I watched the show. It made me get over the fear I had initially. Maybe that's what it was, because maybe Skipper and I are in the same way. Oh, Yeah. The Christmas Thank lights. It's like, oh, Will's okay. Mm -hmm. Nancy finally developing her character past being Miss Perfect, and then Hopper going detective mode with the security cameras in the lab. See you on the flip side, Skipper Melody. Okay, but I have a question because you both love Carol of the Bells. Yes. Don't you think it's kind of a creepy Christmas song? 
Okay. Kind of got like an ominous. Yeah, it's not it's not bright and cheerful, but I just I I love it. I have. Like, I feel like I it's because like a... they play it in a lot of Christmas horror, maybe. Oh, that could be. Yeah, because it is kind of twinkly and you know, kind of like it's, it's very. It's, it's, it's a minor key too, which doesn't. Yeah, it kind of gives me bad feelings. But I have like I have a Christmas playlist on Spotify when the holidays roll around, and like Ugh. I have twenty versions of Carol of the Bells on it. Yeah, I you know I like I can't I, I like don't even get into Christmas music except for Christmas shoes, but yeah. Not even that. That's the worst. So, all right. Our I next email is. Shoes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Like, who sat down and thought, oh, I'm going to write Lord. this song and I'm going to, I want it to be a Christmas song. I remember hearing it the first time and I'm like, what am I listening to? And then it took like, I don't know how long it took for Pat to do his thing, but it's so funny. It's so raunchy, I don't even remember the the like whole like story it's just the kid's going to buy shoes for his mom and she dies yeah his her his mom is dying so he has to go buy shoes because he wants her to look beautiful if she meets jesus tonight yes so he gets there and he doesn't have the money and it's told from the point of view of the guy behind the kid in line so he has to step up and pay for the shoes and it was you know it was his little christmas you know yeah bit of goodwill that he does for the this poor little kid yeah God, it's awful. It's, it's, so it's also that other one. There's another. Sorry, we're off on a tangent, but I can't help it. There's another one about the people that like meet in the grocery store. Oh, old Lang Syne. Yeah, the same old old Lang Syne. Yeah, Vogelberg. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. also depressing. Yeah, my something in the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. It's snowing Christmas Eve. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Okay. 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 Our next email is from Tori. She says, Hey, it's Tori again. Hello, everyone. I'm writing this day of Steve deep dive because I've got next week packed with marching band. And then the week I need to send the email, I'll be at camp with no Wi Fi and no phones allowed. So I'll cut. I know. It is like when Evie would go to camp, it would be like, Can't take my phone. <laughs> so I'll cut right to the chase. So I could go back to crocheting my potato. <laughs> Corey, what are you doing? Like, I'm imagining she's actually crocheting a potato, but I don't know if that's a lovely euphemism for something. It's going like, to be. Is it, are you making a sweater for your potato or are you crocheting an actual potato? I've got to be crocheting an actual potato, right? But I love I that. I'm going to love that as a euphemism for something. I don't yeah. know what it's a euphemism for, but. I don't either. Oh, I'm just crocheting my potato. <laughs> really crochets my potato. <laughs> Okay. All right. Her top three. Number three is the bathtub. She said, this is an amazing episode because I absolutely love the montage of Lucas and Dustin trying to set up the kiddie pool for Elle. I also love that Jonathan wants to go help with Hopper, but then has to figure out his own way to help. Number two is the body. It absolutely scared me when I thought that Hopper cut open Will's body. I knew the second that his knife went in, it wasn't. Right. It just yeah. like... Yeah. And then the sound it makes when he pulls right. the knife down. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I was preparing for the fake that looks real guts to fall out of his body, then a huge sigh of relief when I saw the stuffing, and then a huge gasp that Will is alive. I know. We all knew. We were like, yeah, see, she's not crazy. And number one, the disappearing of Will Byers, of course. Why wouldn't the episode that got me into the show be my top one? I love the mystery of how Will disappeared. And if Will will ever be seen again. But my brother, the one who doesn't like Stranger Things left instantly right after will got taken by the demogorgon what that was quick like was it did it scare him or was he just like nah this isn't for me i at least made it past that <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right anyways thanks to thanks for the amazing podcast p.s i really miss Colin moments when i got to learn so much about the past 
Plus, I really like to impress adults by telling them how much I know about the 80s, especially <laughs> when it comes from a 13-year-old. Have a wonderful day, Munson Elk. Um, yeah, we might have to just start incorporating them back in. I, yeah, I, was, I was thinking about that today, like when we start this, like when the show actually starts up again, I'm going to have to like mm -hmm. go back and remember all the, because I know we did music and column moments and yeah. things and tire screeches and because I'm trying all kinds to of, we you know, started, movie references. And... We started this in July of 2021. 2021, yes, yeah. So we had to wait a year Almost a year. Yeah, because we were killing time before season four started. So yeah. we, we did one through three. Um, and we started out. And, and the more we went, the more little things we added. Because I remember in season three, I think I started adding like tire screeches. Like all the time yeah. the cars, cars spin out and stuff. Yeah. And, and we did well, and all my all my memories on Time Hop, it keeps coming up with like screenshots I had taken oh, okay, yeah. of the episodes and stuff <laughs> yeah. when they first came out and it's just like man I miss like like I, I want it to get here because I want to know what happens but I'm going to be just I feel like I'm going to be real depressed when it's over right like this show has consumed so much of my life I know right so okay next one is from Ellie I know you've all been waiting for it just to laugh at me so here we go <laughs> hey Colin and Whitney first off you kind of butchered my name and kind of didn't so, so that's good at least hey it was actually the version you said the most with the E's both sounding the same and the I being as I as in in. I've sent a recording and here it is. Hey, Colin Whitney. Uh, yeah. So basically you did get it right quite a few times, but then you just kept guessing. My name is actually Eleni. Well, with the accent, it would be Eleni. And I think Colin was the one who said it the most. I'm not even sure if Whitney said it at all anyway bye so yeah not 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 too far off she says colin said it a few times actually i think you did too but i said it like a hundred different ways so yeah <laughs> you had to get well, it right something yeah i also find it weird so weird that people don't know what a name day is i guess it's just a greek thing because the only people i've mentioned it to that knew what it was were fellow greeks anyway to answer your question we do get named the day we're born and we celebrate our birthdays like everyone a name day is a day that is allotted to a saint and then that day is kind of that saint's day. So if you're named after that saint, you have your name day and everybody wishes you happy name day and stuff. I can find no use for it, except it might be useful for the people you know. They get a free suite. So you don't even get stuff on your name day. Other people get stuff. But what if you're not named after a saint? You just I, don't have a name I day? I guess you don't have a name day. Or everybody's named after saints of some kind. I don't know. How many saints are there to go around? Ellie, let us know. Yes. I'm learning more and more about Greek culture every time she emails it. <laughs> she says, I don't know if that makes absolutely any sense, but it's the best I can do. And now to the, my top three favorite episodes. Number three, episode eight is the upside down. As a season finale, I think it's pretty obvious why it's a good episode and I don't know how else to explain it. You don't have to. Number two is the bathtub. I really like the storyline in that episode. I love everything that comes with it. And then number one, says Ellie, is Holly Jolly. I just like this one better than all the rest of the episodes in season one. I feel like it's the most lighthearted episode. It has a lot of Mike and Elle, and their friendship is so precious. By the way, on the fourth, it's one of my best friend's birthday. She's taking us to an escape room, and then we're going to go eat. She turns 14, and I'm still over here being 13 till November. Oh, well, what oh. can we do? I also have a pen, a pen friend, like sending actual letters, who lives in Ohio, and I'm going to meet her in June. Eek, I'm so mm. excited. So, Sophia, if you're listening... Ellie said this. She said in her last letter that she would check out the podcast. So hi to Sophia from Ellie and from us. Yeah. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Yeah. 
All right. Thanks, Ellie. Next up, we've got Maya from Dubai. She said, hey, guys, how you doing? It's been so very long since I last emailed. I'm so sorry for your ears that you had to listen to my things you would change list. I was so cringe back then, and I don't know what was going through my head. Anyways, I'm on my couch scanning through all the episodes in season one, and I've decided my top three list. It goes from the least to most. Here you go. Number three is episode six, The Monster, because it shows that the Upside Down is like an easily accessible place and you don't need to be abducted to go there. Shout out to Will. Every time my lights flicker, I think. <laughs> the Demogorgon's coming? Yeah. Like every, I'm like, what if there, what if it's on the other what, side? We don't know. That's What if that is what's happening? Yeah. Uh, number two is uh, episode three. It's Holly Jolly, because who can forget the R-U-N? Colin can't. Number one is episode seven, The Bathtub, because I absolutely love Dustin's line. Mike, I found a child pie. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye, Maya. Okay, here we go. Sophie D with the trivia. But first, hey guys, it's me, Sophie again. So my favorite three episodes of season one are definitely episode two, The Weirdo on Maple Street, because that's the episode we first see the group get together and Eleven finally find someone she can trust. I also love episode four, The Body. I think it's so suspenseful and I just love it. I also love episode seven, The Bathtub, because it's such a classic episode and it's so fun to rewatch. Okay, now for some trivia. You guys got 100% last time. I thought it'd be fun to do some season one trivia because that's what this episode is all about. So number one, what horror movie posters does, what horror movie poster does Jonathan's dad, Lonnie, make him take down? Evil Dead. I, I thought the thing at first, but then I was watching the episode and I remember the thing was in Mike's basement. So yes, it's it's the Evil Dead. Which, are you a fan of Evil Dead? Probably not. Not really. I mean, I've seen it, but I Have mean, it's, seen... it's it's so campy, you know, it's not, I'm, I'm not really, you know, scared by it or anything. No. Well, the first one I feel like is very unsettling. Is with that the, the first tree, one? With the tree. Is that the It's called one? Evil Dead. Yeah. Okay. Evil Dead 2. And then there's Army of Darkness, which is three. And okay. then they rebooted it, which those are just like straight horror. Okay. They're the one. There's one that just came out called Evil Dead Rise. And I literally couldn't. And I love horror, but I had to turn away from the trailer because Ooh. she, someone takes a cheese grater to someone else's leg. Yeah. <gasps> it makes me tense up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Real yeah. bad. Okay. So I think we both got that one right. Number two. When Joyce buys another phone from the store, what brand of cigarettes does she also request from her boss? Oh, I know this one because I say it all the time. It's how she says yeah. it. Yeah. And, a pack, and a pack of camels. And a pack of camels. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, what fake name does Eleven use when she goes to the school with the gang? So this is when they want to go and, and before the assembly. Yes. So she's Eleanor. getting ready to say Eleven, but Mike answers yes. Eleanor for her. So she kind of becomes Eleanor. Yeah. Yes. So. Okay, number four. How many boxes of Eggos does Eleven steal from the store? And this one, this was the only one. Well, this one and the next one, I'm, I'm, I wasn't one hundred percent sure on. I can picture it because she's got yes. arm. I think Eggos. I think it, it's five. One, it's got to be more three, than like four, it, it's, it's 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 not two three. It, it's got to be four or five. No, so it's, I'm gonna. I guess think it's five because there's be three five. on this side and then two sticking out on that side. I think it's five too. Are you gonna five look also. it up? I think it's five also. No, we'll let we'll let her tell us next week. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. all right. Um and then number five, where does Hopper find the bug that Hawkins Lab placed in his house? Now I remember him tearing literally everything up from the couch to the wall to the light to the phone. And I want to say it's the phone, but then he calls 
his wife, his ex-wife later. So I don't think it's the phone. So I'm thinking that maybe it's the light on the ceiling, like the overhead light. I think. I think that's at Joyce's house. <clears throat> I think his is in the bathroom. No, wait. I don't remember him going. His is in a lamp. His is in a lamp. Like a table lamp? Like a. Yes. Yes. And Joyce is in a ceiling lamp, is in a ceiling light. Okay. I'm pretty sure. You have to tell us next week, Sophie. But yeah, Yeah, my first, my gut instinct was the phone. But then I realized that he uses the phone in the next scene to call his wife, ex wife. So yeah, it's, I'm almost positive it's in a lamp because I remember him. I remember seeing like in my head, I can picture the problem. It's always in a lamp in every, every show. So would make sense in a lamp or a phone yeah right yeah okay that's all for today she says i can't wait to see how you guys do from sophie all right next up we have quinn quinn says hey colin and whitney it's quinn i'm not a regular listener with school and everything but i go through phases with podcasts i just want to say i love your podcast first off and start with a few other things i'm 13 i don't have social media that's for when i'm 16 good on your parents quinn And I don't know much about the podcast in general, but anyways, top three episodes of season one. First, I also want to say season one is probably the one I've watched the least. I didn't like it much compared to season two and three. When I first watched it, I was 10. Also this winter break, I decided to do a stranger things marathon starting from season four, episode nine that lasted until season four, episode three. And I never made it to season one. So did you go backwards, Quinn? Yeah. It sounds like it's going backwards maybe, or maybe it's a typo. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, top three episodes. Number three is episode four. I love how the party gives Eleanor L the makeover and how Mike has no idea of how to do makeup or has any idea of how to do makeup. Number two, episode five, it's all Mr. Clark. We all wish we had a science. He was our science teacher in middle school because he's just amazing. Also, I think that's when Dustin complains about the fake bulls wafers. Uh, Nilla wafers. Nilla wafers. Uh, I think that's a typo. Because he was oh. said these these aren't real Nilla wafers. Remember at the uh, little table. Oh, little... okay. Yeah. Fake Nilla wafers at the funeral, and I love Dustin too. Number one, drum roll, please. Episode eight. It's complete chaos. There's Christmas lights, and I love Christmas. I've been listening to Christmas music for a week now, and it's only May twenty six. I am that person. Oh, Quinn. <laughs> no. Also, Steve tries to be a good person. It still makes me mad that he just sits in his stupid sweater with his arm around Nancy near the end because I don't like him much in season one, but we all know that he matures a bit in the next three seasons and makes up for being a douche. I also want to say that I started my Stranger Things journey on good old February 14th, 2020. I was sitting in my grandparents' living room in their white chair in the corner. I was 10 years old, so naturally I covered my eyes when Steve and Nancy had their moments. But when it came to episode three, the TV turned off because of me in the remote when the christmas lights said <laughs> run i freaked out and didn't sleep that night i didn't watch that, any more that of the show it. until a show until quarantine but i fell in love with it anyways i know i didn't say everything i wanted to but sorry for the long email and thanks for reading also i'm from iowa one time a minnesota native thought iowa was a part of mexico please know where it is even if it's mo- even if it's at most a toilet stop on your way to disneyland <laughs> I do know where Iowa is. It's like the exact so. opposite direction of Mexico. Mexico, yeah. That's a, that's a little strange, but that's okay. Yeah. Okay, next email is from Holly. She just sent in. Well, she didn't send in. She told me over dinner. <laughs> she yelled so, it from the other room. That's my top three episodes. <laughs> Our uh, number three is Holly Jolly. It's got to solely because it's named after her, I'm, I'm assuming. No, uh, it isn't. <laughs> uh number two she said the bathtub and number one was the upside down so she kind of she flipped mine or flipped from what i did yeah yeah. next one is from doug hey whitney and colin here we go i nerded out on this a bit i wanted to mention that my gut reaction before i took a closer look was holly jolly but no 
It just had some really intense moments. R-U-N and the whole ending with Peter Gabriel's Heroes. After further review, my top three are number three, The Upside Down. To me, Hopper and Joyce walking through The Upside Down is a bit slow until they find Will, but Nancy, Steve, and Jonathan battling the Demogorgon is always super fun, and the scenes with the kids in the school are wonderful. And then he also mentions the first kiss, the chocolate pudding line, my favorite line of the series, which is uh, Lucas saying, eat shit, when they were in the hallway with the uh, with um, Executioner Connie Frazier. Yes. 11 eyeball melting all the goons, which is right after Lucas said that. And then I also think, he says, Finn nails the acting when Eleven is gone after destroying the Demogorgon. It always breaks my heart. Number two, he says, the weirdo on Maple Street. After looking back, I noticed how much this episode does to set the tone for the entire series. It has a great opening scene that sets the friend dynamics of Mike being sweet to Eleven, learning about Hopper's daughter, giving him an instant depth as a character and just one line of dialogue. Yeah, that scene was, it's tough, yeah. The first egos and bad people line. Nancy showing her strength and decency, approaching Jonathan as he posts the flyer. Joyce buying the phone on credit and a pack of candles. <laughs> Mine slamming the door and the first nosebleed. Eleven explaining the upside down by flipping the Dungeons and Dragons board, which was really good. The first light flickers and the Demogorgon in the wall. And of course, the whole party at Steve's. Barb disappears and the two best needle drops in the series with I Melt With You and Hazy Shade of Winter. Yeah. Hazy and then he says, the first episode, this is the first episode that got my attention, but the first episode got my attention, but after this episode, I said, whoa, this show is awesome. And then he wraps up by saying, number one is the bathtub. Hey, the best opening scene in the series, still pretty, is the quote, uh, when Elle is asking and Mike says, you know, yes, still pretty, mm -hmm. very pretty. And then Mike's line, if anyone asks, I've left the country, the van flip, friends don't lie, and the handshake, iconic. Hopper puts together all the pieces of the puzzle and Steve makes Steve makes the face turn and tells off Tommy and Carol. The whole bit with Lando and the bus with the kids. Calling Mr. Clark, why are you keeping this curiosity door locked from Dustin? <laughs> and then everything with the kiddie pool. We see this editing and direction repeat every season. And then finally says all the demo uh, and how the Demogorgon gets Will. Ah, this is the episode I rewatch the most, but admittedly, I usually start with the quarry scene at the end of the previous episode. Maybe that's cheating. Oh, well. Can't wait to hear what everyone else thinks. Thanks from Doug and Buffalo. So that wraps up the emails from people talking about their favorite episodes, but we do have a couple late emails talking about other stuff. So we can get going. Into yeah, those. we'll go into those. We've got Sophie G. She says, hi, Whitney, Colin, and all the listeners. Long time no speak. It's Sophie here once more. Sorry for not writing in what feels like ages. I am heavily involved in athletics and we had the county championships on. I was training literally every other day. It was insane. I came in first in the 300 meter though. So I, wait, hold on. I came in, I came first in the 300 meter though. So I guess hard work does pay off. And now I have, what is it? The Leinster? Leinster? Leinster championships going up? She said, I haven't had a day's break. Anyway, as I wasn't able to write in the funniest scenes, I'd like to quickly tell you all about one that no one mentioned. In season one, episode two, when the boys are questioning Eleven, Lucas tries to explain what friends are and starts telling her about spit swears. He spits on his hand and shakes Dustin's. Dustin is not happy about this, and he can be seen shaking the spit off his hand and rubbing his hand on his top in the background for the rest of the scene. It makes me chuckle every time. That's a, that's a good one. It's a sneaky one, but yeah, it's a good one. Yes. All right. And then she gave us some of her top moments or things she loves about Steve Harrington. Right. And she said, going from season one, she absolutely hated him with a burning passion. He was mean. And every time she watches him drop Jonathan's camera, she gasps. Season two, he was so fun in this season. He really loves Nancy. His heartbreak when she jumps up with him. All the railroad chats with Dustin are pure comedy gold. He's such a good friend to Dustin. And he's also really accepting when he saw Nancy with Jonathan. 
in season three. Steve in this season was amazing. So accepting of Robin. So fun. Still so nice to all the kids, especially Dustin. Their handshake was adorable. He was actually incredible this season. This is my favorite season. And she also said it's her favorite Steve season. Yeah, there was it was kind of his season. Yeah. He, yeah. He kind of, yep. Season four, Steve was amazing in this yet again. His character has only gone up for me. They left so many Stancy possibilities here. His nugget speech was brilliant. I really hope that Stancy happens in season five. That's all I have to say about Steve, my second favorite character. Bye for now, Sophie. Which I did a poll on our Instagram. Oh. To see who our audience preferred. Stancy versus Jancy and mm-hmm. Stancy won by a mile. Really? Yeah, I was not expecting that. Huh. I totally thought people were more for Jancy, but maybe I'm just out of touch. I'm I'm Stancy. So. I'm Stancy. Yeah. We're old. That's true. <laughs> we are. Okay. <laughs> Next email is from Gina. Hello, Whitney and Colin. I was two episodes behind, so I didn't know about the Steve Deep Died until the night before you dropped it, but In case you need to fill some airtime at some point, here are my thoughts on Steve. We have a lot of airtime to fill. Uh, Warning, though, it's long. So here we go. I did not like Steve very much in season one, like most people, but I didn't didn't find him bad when he went to genuinely apologize to Jonathan and then went back to save Nancy. And Jay, my heart grew three sizes for him. By the time he steps up to help Dustin and care for the kids in season two, I was ready to fight Jonathan and Billy for him. I also put him on my dreaded I love him. He isn't a main character death watch list. I wish we could see him interact with his parents once before the show ends. Steve suffers a lot physically in the show as well. And I feel like I mentioned, yeah, it does a lot. Yeah. And I feel like I mentioned of the toll of what's happened to him since the fight with Jonathan to almost getting choked out by otherworldly vines would be nice. There's a group of us online that are always just let Steve Harrington have a breakdown and cry one time, Duffers. Sometimes I feel like they only let certain characters feel and work out their trauma and the rest just magically deal. A lot of shows do this, but it would be great if they just gave him a scene to really feel his feelings that aren't just romantic or yearning for romance, although I love that side of him. I love that he's always a protector and physical fighter, but it also worries me because I don't really think he values himself very much and would gladly die for any of his friends. That's why I love Nancy and Robin immediately going in after him in the dive because he is important and loved by all of them. He just doesn't realize it. I want him to realize it. And she's a little sad face. I also believe he had one of the best character arcs in the show ever. Like you go from glory to glory with Steve and watch him grow and change and get better and better. I don't know how long we can stand this WGA stretch. <laughs> I already suffered through the 26th, uh, 2006, 2007 one, and we lost Pushing Daisies and Heroes as a result. That's yes. Really about those two, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm still bitter about it. LOL. Thank you both for your wonderful little podcast and fun episode ideas. I and freaking well, loved Pushing Daisies. I did too. I liked it. I yeah. loved that show. I and I went. Like, it was like one season. Was it one season? Oh, yeah. And it had. Oh, um, it had. Lee Pace and Kristen Chenoweth. Yes, and, yes, 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 yes. And the pies, and there was one pie that always sounded so good to me. It was like the pear and Gruyere cheese yeah. pie. And I made it. I found a recipe. Ooh, fun. I made it. It was so delicious. I, I don't know what it was, was the exact yeah. one, but it was good. So we got another from Skipper Melody that you can do, but this is this is kind of her, her late one that we Yes. Can... So Skipper says, hey, Colin and Wendy, let's hear it. For the 21-year-olds, we are not old. You are absolutely not old. Not at all. A baby. <laughs> Calm down, Margo. Funniest moment since I missed Justin talking about going for a little swim. Swim. Oh, nice swim. Nice swim. Ro- Robin and Steve's high scene. Dustin repeatedly mimed taking his shirt off and sees right. a bottle of lemon. That's a good one. Just take Steve and Dustin's handshake. 
And then never ending story honorary the interview with Joe and Gaten where Joe said he was pregnant and Gaten was on the floor. I know it's not part of the show, but it is the funniest <laughs> interview I've ever watched. And Joe and Gaten are great together. They Steve? are so good. Okay. Then the next one, she says, Steve Harrington, biggest example of character development in the whole show. Him being a total douche in the first season, becoming the father of half the characters in Stranger Things is the wildest thing I've ever seen in a TV show for a character's development. His acceptance of Robin, along with his loyalty to not spill her secret, shows his absolute respect robin and i love that i want to know so badly what max wrote for steve do you think every episode of season five will be labeled dear blah blank as we read out her letters no because the first one is called the crawl that's true maybe one could be yeah listen if one comes out and it says dear steve uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh no i'm not gonna be okay because i feel like that means he's gonna die right and she's reading a letter at the grave or something yeah no and like now i'm like second guessing myself and the the people in our discord were like, Winnie, you don't sound as confident. And I'm like, no, I really don't think they're going to die. But then, you know, I, I don't know. Who knows? We're going to read into everything that everybody says. It's just. Right. Yeah. And then finally she says the bat twirl in season one, yeah. which yeah. P.S. Thank you to the people who have listened to my podcast. I just got out of school and I'm hoping to get back to it soon. See you on the flip side. Skipper Bellity. Absolutely. All right. Last one's from Audrey. Hi, Whitney and Colin. I'm Audrey from Texas. I'm yet another little. I love your pod. My top five things for Steve are one, he's a great friend, boyfriend, and parent. I ship Stancy. Number two, he's always giving Dusty Bun hair tips. Number three, he's always looking 100% hot and on point. He yeah, is with the, with, the, with the Wayfarers and the members only jacket when he's it's, in the junkyard. Yeah. It's just unfair. Yep. Number four, he's brave and protects the kids. And number five, he's a slaying ice cream scooper. I know this is yeah. late. Another little Audrey. So there you go. We love a little. Love a little. So next episode will be June 22nd. And we are doing an influence episode on Indiana Jones. Three films. Because those are the only ones that matter. And they're all yes. free on they're on Disney Plus in America. I don't know about overseas, but Disney Plus in America and Paramount Plus. I think they're on on all of them. So yes, um, we're not going to. I'm not going to recap all three. Like I know we kind of like when mm-hmm. we recap ET and the Goonies and stuff. We'll just so, do the the influences because yeah, so we'll talk about they're all. If you haven't seen those, they're very yeah they're similar. There's just like a different goal of the adventure every time, but the character remains the same. Right. I am yeah. a little bit nervous about the new one coming out. And too, I didn't I, really I, love. I didn't love Crystal. Oh Skull, no, so no, it no. was Crystal Skull. It was terrible. But, but also, I'm I mean, like Harrison. You are yeah. eighty. Yeah, you're eighty, sir. Yeah, uh, but Last Crusade, I love. That's another one. Oh I'll yeah, just, whenever it's on, I'll just I'll just watch yeah. any of even, them. Even more than Raiders, but yeah, I mean, I love Last Crusade. I like Raiders more, but I, it goes Raiders, Last Crusade, then Temple of Doom temple of doom but yeah. when i was little temple of doom was my yeah. favorite because of all the bugs right so if you haven't seen them i'm sure most of you have seen at least well I don't uh-uh don't say yeah, that probably not. yeah probably haven't seen a lot of them but they're all good they're all pg or 13 maybe uh the first two came out before PG-13. there was PG but it was well oh, yeah because of- temple of doom is the one that started the whole pg-13 ball rolling mm-hmm. because yeah um it's nothing you haven't no. seen no they're all they're all fine to watch. So they're, they're very all, 80s. They're all they're all very good and very 80s mm-hmm. and, and yeah. filled with all kinds of Stranger Things influences. So yeah. So yes, that'll be out on June 22nd. So get us your comments by Sunday, June 18th, and we will get them on and we will talk some indie. 
Yes. So as always, you can find us on the socials. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and now Instagram, which I've kind of been slacking, but I'm, I can't, I can only do so much, but just it one is person. at scoops ahoy pod. Uh, if you want to email us just whatever, whatever you want to talk about, you can put your email into the weekly list of possible emails that we won't read next week and you can That's email right. us at skeepshoypod at gmail.com and then we can do a whole episode on all the emails we did <laughs> maybe that's what we're doing is that we're saving them <laughs> for when we don't have anything to talk about because it's gonna be right. 10 years before season five comes out <laughs> anyways if you like this podcast we would love it if you leave us a review if you haven't already especially on itunes because that helps us get in front of other listeners like yourself and it gives us a little boost in the ratings over there so as usual, I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Score from Pixabay.